I was uh, asking uh, Rob just because uh, we're going to talk about marijuana and the one-year anniversary. I said, by the way, in Ontario, how much per gram is it now? Well, like, what's the going rate? What's the price? To which you said to me, Rob, what, are you a narc? <laughs> it's legal. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, how time flies. For nearly a year now, we've had legalized recreational marijuana. So when I ask you, uh, what is the price of marijuana? I might as well be asking you, what is the price of the socks you're wearing? That's true. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yet you, you're like, oh, what are you, a narc? You're going to turn me in? Yeah, you're... I don't even smoke and I feel guilty. Yeah, so I'm wondering <laughs> if that stigma still exists. Oh, I think it still exists, yeah. You don't think it's been extinguished, if you will, uh, a little out. bit? No. Yeah, by legalization? Yeah. Uh, well, there's that to discuss, and also a very interesting uh, press release that came across our uh, desk uh, yesterday. This is from a uh, group called Hexo, the Hexo Corp. It says, according to Stats Canada's latest national cannabis survey, which was published on August the 15th of this year, almost half, over 40% of Canadians, continue to purchase cannabis from illegal sources, with price being one of the major factors that drive them to the black market. But, does Hexo ask, but do they realize that the cannabis they are purchasing is illegal, unregulated, and not tested? Now, this press release goes on to say that Hexo is committed to playing an important role in eliminating the black market and in protecting public health and safety. And to this end, they are pleased to announce the launch of something they're calling Original Stash. Original Stash. It's uh, their new value brand of marijuana. They say that adult-use consumers will now be able to uh, purchase at a retail price in Quebec of $4.49 a gram all in. $4.50, basically, all in a a gram. By the way, uh, we did do the research, despite the fact that Rob thought I was uh, trying to get him arrested. Uh, It's just under $8 a gram. Just floating, I think, under $8 a gram uh, in this uh, province. So uh, lots to discuss as the uh, first anniversary of the uh, legalization of marijuana is uh, tomorrow. And joining us now is Professor uh, Andrew Hathaway. He is with the uh, University of Guelph and joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 uh, Toronto. Professor, good afternoon. Thanks so much for your time. Good afternoon. My pleasure. Uh, first of all, uh, I just want to ask you about this press release from uh, Hexo, uh, the fact that they're advertising they're going to have a value brand of cannabis for $4.50 a gram in Quebec uh, soon. Uh, do you think that that is going to be a game changer, particularly when it comes to moving some Canadians out of or off of the black market? Well, I think potentially. I think the uh, the price markup is one of the biggest uh, factors, as you alluded to, um, uh, keeping those um, profits in the hand of the of the uh, the illicit market providers. So, yeah, bringing the price down, I think, would go some way towards uh, addressing that concern, making the government more competitive. Uh, don't know exactly what they had in mind in terms of uh, potency and uh, whether it, presumably it's not your uh, your premium bud that they're trying to uh, uh, get a higher price markup for. Um, maybe maybe what we used to call shake back in the days is a possibility, but uh, who knows? I'd, I'd have to uh, I'd have to do a little more investigation into that. Do you think it would be akin to maybe the president's choice or the no-name brand of uh, weed? 
a generic variety. Yeah, quite possibly, quite possibly. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we see this all that maybe the Kirkland signature of weed—that's what they're coming up with. Because it seems to go. me, you know, at Costco, Kirkland signature—if there's anything that has like just a flicker of hope, or uh, you know, some brand comes out with something, they're right on it and have got their their own brand. So, uh, having said that, is the the fact that the Canadians over forty percent, according to stats, can are still using the black market one in one year into legalization is that still the the biggest concern concern for who uh for the government uh <laughs> for... i suppose they want to keep their profit margins as healthy as possible so uh they will continue to uh lean on the uh the black market providers i'm sure as much as possible protect their turf as it were they're they're kind of taking on the role of the uh the organized crime bosses and all this now well, yeah, I kind of ask that in a general sense because there's so many stakeholders here, uh, including, of course, uh, marijuana users themselves. And uh, I think the thought was that if they could get a reliable source, if uh, government could provide a reliable uh, source of uh, weed that was a regulated, people might migrate there thinking that it was a safer, better alternative. Yeah, I, it, I don't think it's surprising to see the um, the way that this uh, new price incentive has been uh, has been spun in terms of you know this is a, a regulated product, therefore uh, safer than what you might be uh, getting on the black market. Who knows? It could be laced with fentanyl, right? I've heard that increasingly. Um, so it, it's interesting that this uh, this kind of um, panic-inducing kind of tone with respect to uh, what's being purchased on the illicit market uh, has been part of the strategy in terms of a a corporate marketing uh, approach. Yeah, one year into legalization, which again, the anniversary is tomorrow, uh, who do you think has done it right or done it best when we look at uh, province to province? Because there's been so much talk here about the lottery system in this province and that uh, some that were given the license haven't even opened the store. And I know some provinces who have actually had storefronts, uh, retail shops that uh, people can go in uh, reportedly are doing uh, much better. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've uh, I've done a little bit of traveling over the last year, certainly in terms of, um, uh, you know, stores per, uh, per, per segment of the population. Um, Alberta certainly seems to be a bit ahead of the curve in, in that regard, at least in the city of Calgary. there's uh, they, they were up and running with... Uh, 40 and counting now, I think, uh, at least. Um, whereas in Ontario, we've been relying on the uh, the, the online sales, which uh, apparently is, uh, has worked for some, not so much for others. I think a lot of people are still nervous about putting uh, cards down and, and, and that kind of thing and where that information is going and may, whether it may uh, come back to haunt them when they're traveling south of the border in the future and that kind of thing. Um, so if the goal is to really capture the largest segment of the market, then uh, presumably cost, convenience, and quality of product and all those things come into play. Uh, Ontario, if it, if it uh, proceeds to uh, allow in the hundreds of, of retail outlets, I, go, I suppose that would go some way towards addressing the concerns of those who are not liable to want to put their credit card on uh, online, for example. Yeah, and the hesitation to buy online, does that speak to a stigma? And do you think it's still there when it comes to a smoking pot and using marijuana? Or do you think that that's eased with legalization over the first year? 
Well, I think it's reasonable to suggest it's eased somewhat. Uh, we are seeing uh, increasing prevalence of use among um, seniors, for example. Not much in the way of the change of uh, prevalence statistics across the population, but in the older population for whom the law may indeed have uh, been some kind of deterrent, then uh, presumably legalization has, uh, has made the difference in terms of, you know, not only that, but p potentially whatever aches and pains and, uh, and other difficulties they might foresee uh, cannabis fulfilling in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, you know, general well-being. So uh, I, I do believe to a certain degree the stigma is alleviated. There's a lot more people perhaps willing to, uh, to, to, to give it a try now, uh, perhaps. But uh, I, I still think uh, a lot of what, uh, a lot of what um, the stigma is made of in terms of, uh, you know, uh, ancient views of morality and uh, concerns about uh, licentiousness and pleasure and what that means for law and order in society i think a lot of that stuff still remains so yeah so uh, it's got to get sorted out because i hear what you're saying when it comes to the medicinal use of marijuana particularly with uh, you know the, the older generation for uh, aches and pains and inflammation and arthritis and that sort of thing uh, but i'm just wondering whether or not it's maybe and maybe it's just still early days we're only a year in whether or not it's seen uh, akin to alcohol, because uh, I'm wondering if people would go to work and say, yeah, I had a couple of beers last night and watched the game. Uh, are they still resting to say, maybe I smoked a joint and watched the game last night? Yeah, I think that's more of a possibility as we uh, enter the, the legal sphere. If, uh, if if people are able to access it uh, legally and uh, are able to afford the the price markup, and uh, it's just something that's done. And I think we're primarily talking about very occasional uh, users here. You're, you're kind of a weekend smoker, and particularly as we see uh, edibles becoming available for those for whom uh, smoking and perhaps even vaping isn't an attractive option then we may see more uh, interest uh, coming up around uh, other forms of, of consuming the, the product. Joined on the line by Professor Andrew Hathaway from the University of Guelph talking about the one-year anniversary of the legalization of marijuana, which happens uh, tomorrow. Uh, Professor, how do you think government overall, not only provincial but just the federal government, the, the rollout of this uh, has gone? When we talk about, again, nearly a half of Canadians still getting their marijuana from the uh, black market here, uh, was the government ready for this, again, both federally and provincially? I mean, this wasn't something that was a surprise. It was promised back in 2015 when the Liberals came to power and didn't come to fruition until three years later. Yeah, I mean, since 2015, of course, there there had to be the um, you know from from making it a proposal to uh, you know actually contemplating it as a reality, and uh, certainly uh, the rollout and the concerns around uh, getting all the different jurisdictions on board that might have some kind of uh, authority over over the regulatory process uh, took time, and then of course we heard as legalization was rapidly approaching that the provinces weren't ready and. And we're still seeing, I think, uh, a lot of that going on, and that you know the that the fact that uh, edibles are coming around, you know, 15 months later, uh, is, is some indication of that. Um, you know, but if you walk into your uh, your cannabis dispensary, if you're lucky to have one located uh, nearby, and see the array array of products, if you're willing to pay the markup and uh, to uh, you know sample different products, then presumably that's something that uh, is a viable option for you, and, and I'm sure many people are, are, are taking full advantage of it. 
But, I mean, for, for, for those for whom uh, the cost markup uh, does represent a problem and uh, the more affordable options exist elsewhere, um, I, I think we're going to have uh, continued challenges moving forward if the, if the aim is to uh, do away with that uh, remaining 50% of the market. Yeah. Are we seeing inevitable growing pains? I mean, was this always going to be kind of an evolution, an evolutionary process? Well, I think so, uh, and I think if anything, uh, what uh, what is uh, coming to the fore now is uh, perhaps a little bit of uh, tailing down of the initial uh, popular support for legalization as a policy option. Uh, I, I think with, with it uh, now now a reality, um, those who were maybe. Uh, Willing to uh, to give it a chance of of maybe uh, step back a little bit and said, well, we we don't really need this, and uh, so, so so that you know that that kind of upward trend of increasing acceptability, I think we've seen that uh, peter down a bit, and now we're seeing challenges such as uh, you know we're going to have concentrated forms available, and now we have uh, you know a, a vaping crisis on our hands, right? And, and I, I'm pretty sure that's going to cut into profit margins margins to a certain degree and and those that are uh, hoping that their stock uh, their stocks are going to increase accordingly there I'm sure it's uh, still very worrying times for those who are hoping to uh, profit from this market yeah just finally what do you think year two of legalization is going to bring what's going to be the big headline you mentioned edibles a second ago is that going to dominate the conversation uh, there's CBD oil as well we've seen a real increase in popularity of that people using it not only for themselves but for their pets as well. Yeah, I mean CBD as a as a non psychoactive. I mean it makes perfect sense uh, alongside any number of uh, possible you know health and, and wellness uh, supplements that people are taking. I think uh, certainly when we see the rollout of uh, concentrates and edibles uh, happen um, towards the end of the year, that's going to uh, that's going to raise a, a lot of concerns around uh, some of the the differences with edible forms and uh, you know how it differs from uh, inhalation as, as, as a method of uh, consumption uh, it's a lot easier to titrate the dose and and, and avoid um, unpleasant uh, reactions um, when you're smoking as opposed to uh, consuming it, consuming it in an edible form and and part of it I, I think is uh, is perhaps overblown considering that um, I do know that uh, you know you can get oil capsules and uh, oil available in, in a drop that has pretty much uh, the same kind of THC content as, as will be available in the edible concoctions as well. It's just the same thing without the, the food surrounding it. So for anybody who wants that uh, experience, um, that's already available at, 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 your, at your neighborhood uh, shop. But uh, I, I think it's worth noting that uh, a lot of these so-called new products, of course, have been widely available um, in the illicit marketplace, the uh, the, the cannabis consuming culture for for decades, if not uh, if not longer. Um, so a, a lot of uh, a lot of what what is is now becoming available as a as, as a marketed commodity is has, has long been available. So so that uh, battle against the black market might be the headline continuing into year two. Oh, I expect that's the case. Yeah. All right. Gonna have to leave it there. Professor Andrew Hathaway with us from the University of Guelph. Uh, Guelph, sorry, professor. Thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a good day.